Joining us from Cedarhurst, New York, is Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. He's the Rav of Kehillas Teferis Mordechai. He's Mahaber of many Sfarim in, in Lashon Kaidish, Magad Herakia, and the Mayadim. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Henoch Leibowitz of Chafetz Chaim. He's an author of many art scroll books, including on the Yom Narayim, the Mystery and the Majesty, and many of the other Yom Tavim as well. Welcome, Rabbi Daniel. Shalom Aleichem, David. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to share a few thoughts. How are you? Sure, Daniel, here's the issue. You are in the difficult position of being Ma'ayra people. And like the Rambam writes in, 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 in Gimel of Hochel's Tshuva, he says the, 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 the battle of coming up to Rosh Hashanah is and certainly we today with social media and with work and with travel and, and, the, and all the noise, like the Gemara says in, in Baba Basra, um, with all the noise of the Western world, how are you able, what do you do to try to take your Olam and steer them towards Hisoiris uh, in El and Rosh Hashanah? Well, that's the question that's Al HaParak. As you mentioned, there's a lot of background noise. And in a certain respect, that noise is what is causing us to forget the MS. And on the other hand, ma'at min ha'or, A little bit of truth pushes away a great deal of darkness. So this is a time that we have to refocus and to the best of our ability, block out some of that noise so we could get some clarity and put ourselves back on the right track. Um, we live in, in very difficult times. You know, we, we were hoping that this COVID business was behind us. We thought we could finally shake it. But now there are closures again, and there are variants. And in general, people are feeling a certain easiness. Uh, there's a certain element of society that is so tenuous right now. You know, just from a historical perspective, people thought, oh, America, that's the bastion of security and... No, you'll never be conquered. But just from a historical perspective, the Roman Empire was never conquered either. There were no invaders. There were no attackers. It imploded from within. There was disillusionment with uh, government, with the papal leaders. And that's the environment where we're starting to feel there's a certain uneasiness, a certain tenuous. Everything is so tenuous. Health, finance, finances. And that noise in the background, we have to block out just a little bit, a little bit, and ask ourselves a few basic questions. You know, Baruch Hashem, uh, the firm community is very strong today, and we're davening, we're davening with minyanim like never before in our history. So, are our tefillahs having the effect that we would like them to? Are they protecting us? We, we believe that Munushleim on the Kaya but are we being successful in taking advantage of the protection tefillah offers us? It almost seems like maybe our tefillah is not accomplishing what it once was or what it could do. And perhaps then we need to block out some of that noise and ask ourselves, okay, so what are the tikkunim that possibly we could make? And this is all together, mi ka'amcha Yisrael, because we're talking about small little changes, but... But we do forget the MS, Bahavle Hazman. And there, sometimes I like to go back to just some small dikduke halacha that can make a very big difference in the efficacy of our tefillah. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about our learning as well and Ben Adam Chaverai. But just some simple things. 
we know that uh, when a person davens, there's, there's actually a war. They're makachugim. They're accusers. And, you know, nobody knows for sure, but it almost seems like, you know, are we winning the battle in our tefillah? Or is some kind of impediment occurring? And the Mishnah Bruce says that one of the roles of Tzuki de Zimra is uh, de Zimra doesn't just mean the verses of praise. It also means the verses that cut down the makachugim and the impediments for, for our tefillah. So a person technically could daven Ashmane Esrei bekavana atsuma, and yet it doesn't have its desired effect because there are blockages. And the way to clear out the blockages is Tzuki de Zimra. So that's something to think about. Okay, am I getting to the shul in enough time to say a Zimra properly, to, so to speak, clear the air, clear the, uh, the atmosphere, so that my tefillah could end up going where it needs to go and be effective. Another thing, perhaps, you know, Hain Kel Kaber Vlayimas, the Rebbein Shalom does not reject the tefillah of the tzibor, and today, tefillah of the is probably at an all-time high. You know, it's like, it's the in thing to daven with a minion. There are people who have streaks, people who have never missed, you know, they'll hire people to come to the airport to help them make a minion. But just also one little nakuda, one little nakuda, think about Api Halacha. A person could arrive early to shul. He could say every tchino bakasha on the siddur. He could say all the karbanais. And he's lagging behind just a little bit. And he's not starting shmanese with the tzibor. According to the Mishnah Burah, person did not daven with minion. Davening with minion doesn't mean to be physically in the edifice of a building where there are ten people. The Mishnah Burah says davening with a minion means to start Shmona Esrei with the tzibor. And tefillah b'tzibor is our greatest weapon because everybody knows, is our tefillah on the highest level? Is it with the proper kavana? Our minds are distracted, but we have a haftacha from Chazal that heim kel kaber v'lo yimas, tefillah b'tzibor is never rejected, but it has to be tefillah b'tzibor. And there are specific parameters what tefillah b'tzibor is. So the the noise and the havle hazman sometimes... Uh, aside from forgetting the MS, makes us lose, lose a certain sharpness in our executing the mitzvahs properly. If I may, I know, I know there's a large audience, and I hope it's okay if I say uh, a few items and take advantage of the forum and the venue. Sure. The, the most powerful tefillah we have, surprisingly, in a certain sense, is the element of tefillah which in a way is can be most disregarded. The Arizal says, and is brought by the Rishis Chachma and the Benish many Makaras, that the most powerful tefillah we have is Chazar Sashatz. The Gura even says, what does it mean? In Adam Rayesh, at Tzilasai, in Onis Gabelas, Yachser V'Yispalosh. And we say in Ladavet, Kaveh Hashem, Chazar V'Yam Tzibecha, V'Kaveh Hashem. And the Gura says this is referring to Chazar Sashatz. That Chazar Sashatz is the most powerful tefillah we have. The Ari even says, that's why we say it out loud. The Shtulish Monesrei, the, the Silent Monesrei, we're worried about the uh, accusers, the Makachugim. So we have to say it quietly. We're afraid, we don't want them to be that aware that we're saying it. Because that's so powerful that it breaks all the barriers and we don't have to be afraid of any Makachugim. And so that means Chazos is the most powerful tefillah, even to learn during Chazar Sashatz. The Mishnah Bro says you can't do it. Ad Kedekach, Reb Chaim Knievsky writes that to learn during Chazar Sashatz, 
it's a mitzvah habal ba'avera. He says that if someone's ma'aver sedra during chazar sashatz, could be you have to do it again. So I, I remember uh, to a personal story. I remember I once uh, went to a shul with my grandfather, uh, he passed away about 10 days ago. And uh, we, we came a little bit early and we went to get Sidorim from the shelf. So I, I took a Siddur, I took a Chumash, and I took, you know, like a good Yeshiva Bachar, I took a Sefer. My, my grandfather said, what's the Sefer for? He said, I, I don't know, you know, during Keladon, maybe there's some extra singing. He said, oh, it's not, it's not Darchah, it's, you're, you're davening now. You're, you're praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know, there's, there, in the old time, there's a certain Darcharat. There's Zman Tefillah Luchud, Zman Tari Luchud. But there, to learn during Chazar Sashatz, that's some of the better activities that can be done. But that's an element of Tefillah that perhaps we could take better advantage of to stop, to concentrate, to answer Amen with just basic Kavana. That could be the most powerful Tefillah that we have access to the whole day and could be a tremendous protection for us, for our families, for all of Kaisa. And if I may, add one small nakuda, and that is, at the very least, we have to make the attempt. We have to be able to say, I tried to daven today. Now, what is tefillah? Tefillah is the Gemara Darshan's and Tainas. Tefillah. Tefillah is categorized as serving Hashem b'chol levavchem. That means if it's not b'chol levavchem, it's not a half a tefillah, it's not, it's not davening. Tefillah is b'chol levavchem. So one simple thing that we could do that will immediately upgrade all of our tefillahs is not bringing the, the phone into the basic nessus. Because if a person is accessing the phone during tefillah, so then by definition, that tefillah was not b'chol levavchem. It can't be b'chol levavchem if you're checking a message, or an email, or, or one of the other myriad of things that could be distracting a person. And then it's not, it wouldn't even be considered tefillah that's distracted. It's not a tefillah. It's not, it's not prayer. It's not davening. Davening is b'chol levavchem. Now obviously, our minds are distracted, and it's very hard to actually offer a tefillah without distraction, but at least we need to try to. At least we need to be able to say to okay, I attempted something but to come in with, uh, with the distraction, then we didn't even try to daven. I think that could be the single most important way to upgrade our tefillah. And if I could segue on to learning, um, I'd, I'd be very grateful for that opportunity as well. You know, the learning today is also unparalleled. Baruch Hashem, I don't think, I don't know if there was ever as much quantitative learning, maybe qualitative, but there's something we also have to be very careful about. Rav Chaim Shalevit says, Rabbi Kiva comes back after 12 years, and uh, he overhears, the Gemara calls him a Russia, saying to his wife, you know, are you out of your mind? Your father was right. Your husband left you like an Amana for 12 years. You know, well, what kind of ridiculous arrangement do you have? And she says famously, you know, if he would listen to me, I would send him back another 12 years. And Rabbi Kiva makes an about face, and he goes back to the yeshiva. And Rabbi Chaim Shlavitz asks, I mean, what kind of hakar satoiv is that? Can he come back into, he can't at least say, no, how's everything? Thank you so much for the last 12 years. How was the bar mitzvah you made for our kid yesterday? How was PTA? How's everything doing? I really appreciate it. Maybe give her a bouquet of flowers. Not one word. 
Rabbi Kiva didn't say anything. He went straight back. And Rabbi Chaim Shalevit says famously, because Rabbi Kiva knew that 12 years and 12 years do not equal 24 years. That there's something very powerful about uninterrupted limanatayra. I, 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 here's the mashal I give. I hope it's, a, it's maybe a bad mashal, but but uh, I think it illustrates the point. It's like a cell phone. You know, after a while, you, you're, the phone, uh, the battery starts dying very quickly, and you want to charge it, so you charge it for 10 minutes, you come back. It only moved up like uh, it was on uh, 34%. Now it's only 35%, 36%. You can't believe it. It was charging for 10 minutes. But you leave it there an hour, it's already up to 90%. It has to warm up. It has to get going. You can't just uh, leave it there for a short amount of time. So if Rabbi Kiva understood 12 years and 12 years don't equal 24, then certainly three minutes and then two minutes and then one minute, it's not mitzvah to the sum total of its parts. So that's another, it's, that's part of the noise. Baruch Hashem itim But we should try our best that those itim that were kaveya should be as uninterrupted as they possibly could be. So whether that means leaving the phone outside as well, if a person could learn 10 minutes, make it 10 minutes. If you can learn 12 minutes, make it 12 uninterrupted minutes. If you can make it longer, then that itself could be a great Hatzalah for us. We're not asking anyone to learn more. Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of Liman But the Ritzifus, the uninterrupted element of it is something that if we upgrade, it could, be, it could bring us tremendous bracha. I once heard over a vart that Ben Azai, Ben Azai his whole life was Tyra, right? And he was, actually was part of the in the mitzvahs, the Gemara talks about, right? Yeah. I heard over somebody said that a person has the ability to elect that while he's learning, I want to be Ben Azai. Nice. It doesn't have to be an election for your entire life. Learn like Ben Azai. Yeah. In uh, Rebbe Yashiv's biography, he uh, he said in Nakuda, I don't know if it's quoted elsewhere, that he said that if while a person is learning, a temptation of distracting comes one's way. Rebbe Yashiv said, no, that if you overcome that temptation, great Aliyah is in store for you, Menashemayim. You know, it's it's a it's a moment of challenge, and but it's also a moment uh, of, as you said, electing. Greatness. Right. I want to. I want to add on to this. Just this thought Please. that you know the the samsaifa. We spoke about it with one of our other guests. It's something really powerful. Uh, by the melech, he was he had two sifrei Torah. One he was based. One he was kaira by kol yemechayev. So it doesn't mean chronologically the samsaifa kol yemechayev, but kol yemechayev. He reads in it the story of his life. Mm-hmm. He looks into the Torah to find his story. And I wanted to be myself that the melech. The Rambam writes is Liboy Lavav Kol Yisrael. He's really a microcosm of Kol Yisrael, which means on some level, each of us, the whole Torah is Shaykh to us. We could find our story, and the people and the, the protagonists in the Torah represent different parts of our lives. And we can learn like Benazai. When I learn, I learn like Benazai. And when I daven, I can daven like the Kayin Gadol. And I can love another Jew like Avraham. I could have Gvura like Yitzchak. Right? And when I learned Torah, I could do it with it, the Teferis of Yaakov. I could elect in each part of my life, I am playing that part in the Torah. That's the Vakarabai call you, Yeah, it's a beautiful idea. And I think that's 
implicit in, in that which Chazal say, that Hashem created the world with the Torah, which means that all of the uh, personalities and all of the great tzaddikim and all of the great narratives of the Torah are part of our creation, which means that we don't have to somehow summon powers that are external to us, but that means it, it's within us. If Hashem created us with, with these with Avram Avinu and all the great narratives of the Torah, that means those kaychais are imbued within us, and we, we can tap into that. So the kaych of Avram Avinu, as you mentioned, the kaych of the Kain Gadol, is, is within our neshama. And, and perhaps then as we read these narratives, our avodah is to bring it out from, from within ourselves. Lord of Daniel, thank you very much for your divrei hisayrus and aksiva chsimatayva to you. Rabbi Shalom Yukayach to continue to be marbitz tayra. Amen, amen, and to you as well, Rabbi David. Thank you very much for this opportunity, and uh, through this venue, you're being marbitz tayra really to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of yidden. So Kane yerbu v'chein Yosef, Yosef Hashem aleichem kachem elaf amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Kaltov. Okay.